welcome to the Kitty Talks podcast. Every week, I interview top thought leaders who are changing the world with their work. They're doing their dharma, they've uncovered their purpose, and they've created the most amazing lives. Now, what I do is I interview them to show how they transitioned into the work that they are doing on the planet today. This will empower and inspire you to do the same. Everybody has a dharma, everybody has a purpose. By listening to our interviews, you will tune into yours and you will create the life of your dreams. Now, if you're having a little problem with that and you don't quite know where to start, then please come and join our Do Your Dharma community. We're launching the course again in March. It's an eight-week online course. Such a beautiful community of people who are doing that course. And the course takes you through. It understands and shows you and demystifies the subject of Dharma for you. Because when you understand the Dharmic principles, you can use those in your life, basically to keep yourself at the top of the emotional vibrational scale to show you how to create the life of your dreams. There's some really simple formulas and success tips that I teach within the course and you get to uncover your purpose, you get to create a vision for your life and you have a community of people standing by your side to help that come to fruition. So if you haven't already, come and join my Facebook group on Facebook or come and follow me at Kitty Talks on Instagram or apply at doyourdharma.co.uk if you're interested in doing the course. See you on the other side. interview Jalinda Johnson. She is a fertility coach who works with women who feel called to motherhood to help them have the best chance of conceiving the baby of their dreams. She's got an amazing life story. She was actually born into a conscious family. And in this podcast, you will hear how she rejected her spirituality and actually rejected her power. And her life goes full circle into her reclaiming her autonomy and totally fulfilling her purpose. Listen in today and hear how she overcame her hurdles and found her purpose. So hello and welcome to Kitty Talks. We share inspirational life stories that empower you to create yours. And this week, I have another inspirational lady who you're going to hear her story, her journey, how she became a fertility coach. So Jalinda Johnson is joining us all the way from Barcelona and she's got a beautiful energy. I actually was really attracted to her Instagram profile because I just loved her energy. And I reached out to Jalinda because I wanted to find out more about what she does and her story. And so I know we're going to have an amazing conversation. So Jalinda, welcome to Kitty Talks. Thank you, Kitty. It's wonderful to be here. (laughs) So what we love to do with Kitty Talks is, if you don't mind just explaining to the audience who you are and kind of what you're doing in the world at the moment. Okay. Well, um, I'm Jolinda Johnson and I am a fertility coach. Um, That means I'm a certified life coach as well as a certified holistic health coach with a specialization in hormone health. Uh, I am also uh, studying to be a priestess so that I can really bring that aspect of spirituality into the fertility journey. 
I um, am a mother of a four-year-old son. I am the lover of a Welshman in a long-distance relationship. <laughs> <laughs> to a British woman, that's brilliant. Yes. <laughs> Welshmen have a reputation in this country, Jalinda. Oh, <laughs> a good one. Don't worry. <laughs> no, he's 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 a good one. And I am a woman who is committed to fulfilling her purpose in the world without fear. Oh, beautiful. That gave me goosebumps. That's fantastic. <laughs> well, we are all about purpose, you know, and we are all about helping our listeners tune into their purpose and for them to listen to your story. I know that they're going to get an insight into their own journey. So would you mind sharing sharing a little bit about your background, your your journey. Like I know you just very briefly told me that actually you were brought up in quite a kind of spiritual environment, which is, mm. I'm very jealous. Yeah. <laughs> my, my parents are both incredibly spiritual people. And when I say spiritual, I don't mean religious. I mean spiritual in the sense that they totally trust and surrender to uh a higher power, an wow. intuition, a greater plan. They actually met, just to give you some context, they met in 1979. My mother uh, is English and Welsh. That's her background. And my father is African-American. And they met in the parking lot of a church. He was the property manager and she... Um, had just happened to be there. It wasn't where she normally went. She just happened to be there that Sunday. And uh, she went out to look for a car and she couldn't find it. That's how my mother is. She has a doctorate in education, but sometimes <laughs> they're more practical. Her. Um, <laughs> and um, she was wearing a flower in her hair. And she, at that time she had strawberry blonde hair. It caught my father's attention. And, uh, she went up to him and asked, I, I can't find my car. I feel so silly, but could you help me? They ended up talking all the way through the next service. Six days later, he asked her to marry him. Oh, my God. Six days. Six days. That, so the following Saturday. And she said yes. They got married two months after that. And they've been together for 39 years. I'm so glad you said they're still together because that's just incredible. What they just knew. Yes. They just absolutely they, they just knew. And my father had, um, it was his third marriage. Um, he was d divorced. Then he was a widow in his mid-30s. Hmm. Um, and so for him as well to trust that he could love again after a divorce uh, and a death. Mm. That's also major. Yeah. And for my mother to know in her heart that uh, she had met a soulmate after only six days. And she, um, they've been through so much in 39 years, you, know, you can imagine, but um, it's something that she never regrets, just following her heart and, and, and her intuition. So they always... Um, we're talking about as I, you know, when I was growing up, they were always talking about um, using the power of affirmations and surrendering and following your path um, and really building that inner knowing that we all have. 
that a lot of us choose to ignore, unfortunately. Um, and for whatever reason, you know, I, um, I left home at 17 to go to Columbia University in New York City. And maybe it was that academic environment. Maybe it was being separated from them. Maybe it was the experience that I had had with Catholicism because I went to a Catholic school for uh, eight years. And that put me off of religion, you know, that not mm-hmm. spirituality, but religion. And um, I really kind of lost touch with, um, with my own spirituality and with my own trust in myself. Um, until what I'd like to call my spiritual reawakening in 2014. And that's when I had realized after um, a lot of pain, um, including uh, depression. I, I suffered from clinical depression for eight years. Mm, wow. Um, and now, you know, at the time, I thought that it was just because I had this chemical imbalance in my brain and I couldn't do anything about, I really didn't take any responsibility for it. And now I I see it's because I was really not acknowledging Mm -hmm. my gifts. I was not acknowledging my purpose. I was trying to conform to the idea that everyone else had for me. I mean, now I, I wake up every day and I feel confident that even though there are days that, you know, pose challenges and difficulties, I know that I'm living out my true purpose. Mm. And at that time, you know, when I graduated from university, everyone thought I was going to be a lawyer, an international lawyer or a diplomat. That was my path. I had majored in history. I had studied Arabic and Spanish as well as French. So that made sense. But something stopped me because it just didn't, it, it was, it would have been the right, right choice. You know, I'm making air quotations it would have been the right choice, but it, there was something in me that said no. Um, and I spent a lot of years just kind of mucking around, um, because I, I didn't want to commit what I really felt called towards seemed absolutely frightening. And what I was doing, I, I, I feel like teaching, you know, teaching was my default career because it was safe. And that's what all I wanted was to take some time to be safe. Um, and so getting back to 2014, I was exhausted from having it all be about me and my choices and my mistakes and um, just having that very narcissistic view of everything depends on you. And I, uh, I chose to go back, reread some of um, the books that my parents had always talked about, um, read some of the newer books that had come out, like um, The Universe Has Your Back by Gabrielle Bernstein, A Return to Love, which is a mm-hmm. classic. Um, uh, it was another one that I read at that time, which was really that, that kind of catapulted me into this new way of being. Um, and I've never been at a place of greater peace because the soul always needs something to lean on. And if I look back at my life, my soul leaned on, you know, 
eating disorders and disordered eating. My soul leaned on alcohol from time to time. Um, my soul leaned on toxic relationships. And your whole life changes when your soul can lean on something that's greater than yourself. Mm, beautiful. And, I- and that, that connection to something that is so much larger than anything that you can even imagine. And I really resonate with what you're saying about the depression because I, you know, I truly believe it's when we're out of alignment with who we are. You know, we're not connected to our spirit. And actually the reason we are depressed is actually we're not really tuning into the sort of infinite higher being that we are. So so we're out of alignment. We're not happy. We're we're ignoring something that we shouldn't be ignoring. And of course it, it creates problems for us. Mm, absolutely. And also the, you know, the way that I was nourishing my body, or should I say not nourishing my body? <laughs> um, you know, the, sometimes um, I think of just being uh, a health coach or just being a life coach, but I can't separate the two because you know, it is that mind body connection and you, you can say all the positive affirmations that you want, but if you are eating, you know, highly processed, low vibe food, you're never going to feel as good as if you combine the two. So how did you, um, cause obviously before you kind of had your spiritual awakening or your epiphany, you mm-hmm. obviously trained, trained to be a holistic health coach first. Is that mm-hmm. right? And then yeah, that was in 2012. 2012. Okay. And then you went into the life coaching from there. And so then I did, um, so basically I, I, when I did the, um, holistic health certification program with the Institute of Integrative Nutrition in 2012, I had all of this knowledge because I was coming from, so I, I suffered from anorexia from the age of 10 to about 25. And so I had, um, all of this knowledge about nutrition but from the perspective of weight loss. And in 2012, I, that was um, after I had gained, I gained 50 pounds and then I had lost some of that to, you know, kind of, I normalized, shall I say. And I really wanted to share that sense of balance around food that I, I felt like I had achieved. And, um, and how did you was, heal your anorexia for somebody listening who's maybe got kind of food issues? Well, therapy was involved. Um, I was in therapy, uh, for years on and off. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think one of the biggest things is, and this goes back to the spirituality, is knowing that your your worth as an individual has nothing to do with your weight and the sense of control that it's giving you, counting the calories or controlling your portions or whatever, that sense of control is also an illusion. You know, we never have control. So letting go of that idea. And for me, it was also gaining all of that weight, which was my biggest fear when I was anorexic was getting quote unquote fat. Mm. But when you reach that place, 
you look in the mirror and you think, what have I done to myself? Because that's what I, that's, I mean, no. And the, the thing is, no one remembers me as being big um, because a lot of it was just in my head. But having gained that weight and seeing that it really changed nothing in my life, that was one of the biggest things I think for my healing is that I gained all of that weight and I still had a job. I still had friends. <laughs> I, that's actually when I, you know, I, I met a new boyfriend. Um, I was still, and, it, and you know, because I wasn't obsessing about food all the time, I had all this freed up time and energy. And that's when I realized, okay, time to, to cut the cord. But um, you know, I recently posted an Instagram uh, uh, before and after 2008 and 2018. And the woman in the 2008 photo was when I was still, you know, in that land of I have to be a size two or a size zero. If not, then I don't matter. And I wish that I could just go back and tell her you are mm-hmm. loved no matter what size you are, you are loved and you are love. Um, And you can show the love that you want to give to everyone else. You can show that to yourself right here and now, Mm. because that was my biggest block. I I just, I could show love to other people, but I could not show that same love to myself. And Mm. I think that's probably the biggest difference between myself now and myself then. Mm. And self-love is so critical for, you know, whether you're fat, thin, <laughs> you know, I think mm. all of us, it's kind of wanting to have that self-acceptance and that self-love. And I know with, with eating disorders, especially anorexia, it's about having some form of control. If you don't feel like you've got other control in other areas of your life, you know, you can mm. feel like you can get sort of control back from your food. So usually yeah. some sort of chaos happening in our lives that we're trying to gain control of, which we can't necessarily through, and we do it through the food. Absolutely. And we're sent these messages as women that oh. weight loss is accomplishment. Mm. You know, that if you lose weight, you've done something well. And so if you're at a point in your life where you feel like you're not succeeding in an area, it's like, cause that was always my fallback. At least I'm losing weight. At least I'm thin. Mm. And taking the value off of that was huge. Yeah. Like that really has no value. So separating myself from that idea was another big part of my healing. Well, and I think, you know, <laughs> now you're going to get me on my soapbox because I truly believe that women have been taught to look a certain way and to sort of punish themselves. So we're so busy punishing ourselves to look this certain way that we're not rising, you know. And Absolutely, it's part of the patriarchy. Exactly, it's keeping us small, it's keeping us in this little woman, woman position rather than mm-hmm. actually blossoming and just being ourselves. And of course, what's happening now is all those boxes and all those um, stereotypes are being challenged and they're being broken down, which is brilliant because as you said, we are enough. We can just be who we are. We should just be comfortable with our bodies, whatever size we are. Absolutely. So, yeah, I'm that's something. Being challenged. Yeah, there's, there's a book called The Beauty Myth. And that when I read that book a couple of years ago, that was the first time that I, I realized how, you know, that diet culture and that need to maintain a certain size or that need to um, look a certain way totally feeds into the patriarchal system mm. and keeps us distracted from mm. who we can really be in the world. Mm. Yeah. And it's so inbred in all of us. 
Like Absolutely. it's ingrained in women everywhere. It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, I have to set, be honest, like it's one of the things that I kind of, you know, I fight against like, you know, today I just thought I'm going to do this podcast. And I, I just came back right from the gym, got dressed, mm-hmm. jumped on. And I thought, you know, it's much better to be real <laughs> you know, <laughs> kind of made up all the time. And yeah, we're, and I, I resonate with women who are real. You know, I resonate mm-hmm. with women when you really truly see who they are. Yeah. Um, when you've been podcasting for two years, I started off like, oh my God, I've got to get really, you know, jolled up. Mm. Or, but actually you get to a point where you're just comfortable. Yeah, like, absolutely. I'm just here to serve and people can like my message <laughs> because mm-hmm. I'm being authentic to myself. You know? Absolutely, absolutely. And that's one of the things that I try to do with my Instagram is be real in front of people, especially in, in my stories. You know, I always, I remember a time in my life when um, social media just made me feel so isolated and inadequate um, because I was really comparing myself all the time. You know, it's still when I was in that, that mode of comparison, but I thought if I have a social media platform aside from just family and friends in the future, I will do my best to show all of those facets, um, the good and the bad and not the carefully um, curated shots all of the time because that's not life. No, it's not. Mm. So tell me, because I think what I always find really fascinating is obviously now you're a fertility coach, so you take the E, also take the struggle out of women, helping women getting pregnant. Mm -hmm. So how did you tune in to know that that was you know, the direction you wanted to go? Like, talk me through this kind of signs and signals. (laughs) Well, it's funny because um, when I was doing my holistic health coach certification, when we got to the module about women's health and they were talking about preconception care, I don't know what it was, but it really did feel like bells going off in my head. Like, you need to pay attention to this. Mm -hmm. That was the beginning. Um, And I remember... The following year, when I was uh, on vacation with my now ex-husband, then fiancé, I said to him, you know, I think instead of, you know, the whole making peace with food and finding balance in your diet, um, I think I want to focus on fertility, pregnancy, and postpartum. Now, that was before I realized fertility was a whole universe in itself. And my ex-husband was the personification of my inner critic. He said, you've never had a baby. Who would listen to you? So your ex-husband, you just said, your ex-husband basically was your inner voice personified and said, you haven't had a baby. Why can, how can you do that? I, I basically created a story that he was the one who knew everything and that I, I didn't, which is absolutely ridiculous. But um, you know, the stories that we create for ourselves that we tell ourselves over and over again, even if it's, that's not reality, that's what we can make ourselves believe. Mm. And um, after having my son and basically having to do everything myself, navigate all of the ups and downs of motherhood in that first year alone, because my ex-husband's idea was you take care of the baby, I'll do whatever I want. Um, I started waking up to the fact that, wait a minute, who is he? And, oh my gosh, I actually am 
capable and you know, absolutely in, intelligent and um, gifted and all of these things that I had, all these ideas about, my, ideas about myself that I had abandoned started coming back to me. I started rediscovering who I was. And um, I realized that I wanted to start pursuing my dreams again. And one of those was to turn my uh, health coaching business into a reality. And um, this is going to sound very strange after what I just said about my ex-husband. But um, I, even though I wasn't happy with him, I Mm. thought that I still wanted to have another baby Mm. because I was so happy being a mother. And I thought, okay, things will get better. Um, I was happy with him before, so I'll be happy with him again. I've always wanted to have more than one. And so I um, started preparing myself for a second pregnancy. And in that time, I became absolutely overwhelmed because this is before I started leaning into spirit. This is, while, this is when I still was depending 100% on me and my resources. And, um, and I realized just how easy it is to lose yourself in that process of trying to conceive because you want something so badly. It's the only thing you can focus on. If you're a perfectionist like I was, you just want to do everything absolutely right, eat all of the right foods, um, take all the right supplements. And the thing is, it's you, you, without that connection to spirituality, you really do think that it's about, you know, sperm meets egg and taking the right multivitamin and it's more, so much more than that. You know, that's why life is a miracle because you can do, you can have sex on the right days and you can take all the right things and follow all the instructions and listen to everyone's advice. And a lot of times it's not happening because something else needs to shift. Space needs to be made. Transformations need to be, transformations need to take place. And your baby is also, you know, which is my belief that babies are souls waiting in the wings. Mm-hmm. They're also waiting for their time to come in. You know, I heard something really beautiful uh, a few weeks ago that was saying, maybe your, your baby hasn't come yet because he's waiting for his best friend to be born. <laughs> you know, there's so many different elements mm-hmm. in the universe that, we, we, but if you think about your own life and all of those moments of synchronicity, you know, if you had been born even a year earlier, a year later, how different things would be. And well, it's also your life, your life path. Like I'm a huge believer in numerology, mm. and obviously, yeah. the day you're born correlates to your mission on earth. Mm. But obviously, you choose your parents for the experience that you need. Absolutely. So maybe there's like the date is lining up. Yeah, you know, there's so much stuff, isn't there? And I'm I'm really with you on the whole. Like obviously, it's important as a woman to prepare your body for what is about to happen, so you're in the strongest possible position. But I I'm with you that you know the babies have got their own motive <laughs> and yeah, they've got absolutely. their own agenda, and there's there's other stuff happening that they need to maybe work through first, or we need to work through before they come. 
Yeah, absolutely. So when I um, started as a fertility coach, just working with people here and there, um, not officially launching my business, I really did focus on preparing yourself for preconception through diet. And I realized that I was missing this huge component, um, which is basically the mindset and the emotional side of things. Mm. And that's when I decided to um, train to be a life coach with Beautiful You Life Coaching Academy in Australia. And um, through that training, and it's funny because my coaching buddy were assigned someone to, to do a mock coaching series with. But my coaching buddy was someone who had been trying to get pregnant for more than a year. And um, she was just floored that I was planning to be a fertility coach because she, that was what she needed help with. And she wanted to focus on women stepping into their purpose as female entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. which is what Together, I yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so by the end of our time together, I had launched my business and she had uh, a positive pregnancy test. So that's, um, that's a woman listening to this. Hmm. So for a woman listening to this, what's the key thing they can focus on? You know, like, you're, like that lady you described, she'd been trying for a year. What was, what was the shift that you did with her? Well, for me, the foundation of fertility is really mothering yourself, um, directing that unconditional love that you want for your child towards yourself. Because from that unconditional love and foundation of trust, because really self-love is trust, making those choices that are um, going to nourish your body, that are going to make you feel alive, that are going to bring you in line with your purpose. Um, Because a big part of fertility uh, is also your connection with passion, confidence, courage, and joy. And looking at those parts of your life life that um, can really awaken those, those aspects in you that you might be ignoring. I mean, one of the things that I see a lot is... Um, I am working in a job that I hate, that I don't care about, that has me stressed out all the time, Mm. but it has great benefits. So I can't leave it because if I get pregnant, I'll need those benefits. Rather than going with your gut, which is telling you to get out of the job, and opening yourself to other possibilities for getting a job with comparable benefits and then seeing what happens then. You know? mm-hmm. um, this idea of holding on to how things are because you're not ready to envision an alternative reality of how things could be. Um, but for me, fertility is really about diet, lifestyle, and mindset but especially mindset because with the mindset work, the diet comes much more easily 
the lifestyle choices come much more easily. Um, but without that foundation of self-love, intuition, um, and self-compassion, especially, as well as connection with the womb, you know, that's, that's a huge thing that we take for granted is that many women have developed a very fearful relationship with their womb because becoming pregnant for them in their 20s would have been the worst thing in the world. You know, so they, they, it's, it's like they ignore their womb space for a decade or more. And then all of a sudden they expect it to be the home to their future child without any work in between. And, you know, obviously women get pregnant without planning it. Uh, Accidental pregnancies happen all the time. But for a lot of women who have been trying for a long time, it has to do with that inner work. Um, And for me, it doesn't, you know, you might get pregnant having that attitude of that, you know, bringing in that really masculine energy of I'm going to make a plan and I'm going to make it happen and I control everything. It's very possible to get pregnant that way because that's how I got pregnant. But your experience of pregnancy will not be the same. Mm-hmm. You won't be able to let go. You, you know, pregnancy is just the beginning. Getting that positive pregnancy is just the beginning. So one of the things with my clients, I really want them to walk, you know, begin their journey to motherhood with that sense of inner confidence that, and trust that everything is going to unfold just as it's meant to instead of passing each month with anxiety and am I doing this right and did I eat that right and that, that thing and oh, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have done that questioning all the time. Mm. Um, because that was one of my biggest challenges when I was pregnant, you know, just this fear that I was going to make a mistake mm. instead of really letting, letting go and, and having that trust in my body. Beautiful. Yeah. And I think, I think it's a lovely journey for, to be on because obviously, you know, I always keep thinking, you know, women have done this for thousands and thousands of years and they just naturally know what to do. So it's having that innate trust that you're, body knows what it's supposed to be doing um, mm. you can let go like you said and trust through your pregnancy that you just enjoy and because that vibrational state for the baby is really important that you're not well yeah. and you're not stressing absolutely. out because they can feel that so yeah absolutely yeah. I mean I remember when I um I think my my son was probably around one but um there was a a neighbor of mine who got pregnant unexpectedly at uh, 41. And if that had been me, I would have been, especially a year before that, she had said, I'm not having any more children. (laughs) So if that had been me, now I would accept it. But at that time, I would have been freaking out. Like, oh my gosh, 41, all the tests. And is this, you know how was the baby going to be born and had high amniocentesis and higher risk for this and higher, you know? Um, and she was just so calm about absolutely everything. Just like, I'm so blessed to have this life growing inside me and I know that everything will be okay. I mean, that was basically the energy that she had mm. throughout her whole pregnancy. And 
I just thought that's how every woman should be able to experience pregnancy with that unshakable confidence in what their bodies can do Mm. and that the pregnancy has happened at the right time. Mm. Mm. Lovely. Really beautiful. Really, really lovely. So how can people find you, Jalinda? They're interested in what you do and how can they connect with you? So they can go to my website, which is uh, com. They can follow me on Instagram at Coach Jolinda. They can um, follow and like my Facebook page, um, which is also at Coach Jolinda. And, and I'm, I'm also involved in a Facebook group called Fit, Fab, and Healthy. If um, any listeners are just interested in um, general women's health and not necessarily fertility, and um, yeah, that's, that's mm-hmm. it for now, I think. <laughs> well, we will have all of Jalinda's details in the show notes as well. So if you've missed any of that, you'll be able to pick them up. But thank you so much. Well, I just find it fascinating talking to people about how they transitioned into the work that they're supposed to be doing. And I think it's really fascinating, your journey, your story, because obviously, you know, it sounds to me like you've really reconnected with your spirit and your soul and the journey that you're supposed to be on. And you're now you know, you're glowing and the confidence that you've now got in what you're doing is just beautiful. So thank you, Kitty. I really appreciate that. (laughs) So for people listening, you know, this isn't just for Jalinda and for me, this is for you too. You know, we all have an innate gift. We all have an innate path. You know, like we talked about comparison as women, just don't get on the comparison train. You know, really just tune into who you are, what lights you up, what the messages are telling you and have the faith and the courage because as we said you know there's no point in hanging on Jalinda was describing how we hang on maybe for the benefits for the child but actually if your whole body is screaming at you that you don't want to be at that job anymore you have to honor that and you have to listen to that you know messages come in mind body spirit and emotions so I do hope that you will have got the courage today to listen to your mind body spirit and emotions but we will see you next time again with another amazing guest on Kitty Talks. Say goodbye. Bye. 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 So thank you for listening to Jalinda's story. It's one of hope and she's battled through her own internal struggles to really tune into what it is she wants to do on the planet. So we all have a gift that we can bring to the world. How are you doing figuring yours out? If you are looking to join a like-minded community, please come and join my Facebook group on Facebook. Well, come and do Do Your Dharma with us. We help you figure out why you're here and how to fulfill and live your dreams. We help you create a vision for your future and we give you the most amazing community of women who will support you while you're making this your dream come true. Thank you so much for listening to the Kitty Talks podcast. I do hope you enjoyed this episode and I too hope you were inspired to take action towards your dream life. You know, all it takes is aligned daily action towards your dreams and they will come to fruition. They will be created. You are an energetic being and you're more powerful than you've ever been taught. If you want some help and support, come and join us, doyourdharma.co.uk. Apply now. We're taking applications and we're going to help you, support you, creating the dream life. This is why you came.